Yo, what is up, guys? Guys, today is episode nine. Is that right? And uh, yeah, episode nine. And uh, this is the silent library episode. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So if I if I sound like I'm not too well, uh, it's because I'm in the library right now because today's my first day of school. Um, hey, but dedication. Dedication because of the, the internet. So shout out to this guy for even going to the library to do this, you know. So it's Maddie B and H double, and we're gonna get into kind of touch on the Jake Paul and Woodley fight, just real brief. But most of the time we're gonna be talking about college basketball, or sorry, oh I wish college football <laughs> about week zero and what's coming up. And then we're gonna talk about um, NFL, some QB battles that were decided and or not decided. So we'll do some of that. And then we'll just give a little update on the MLB yeah. um, race and see how that is. Um, nothing like super new, um, but we do have an announcement though. This Friday, we will have our first guest of the show, um, Ella Rippleman. She's a friend of ours, um, but she's playing basketball for Colorado College. She'll be a freshman this year. Um, I believe it's a D2 program. She'll, she'll tell us more about it, um, but super exciting, super interesting. So all yeah, these listeners, be prepared our, for a Friday episode. Our first guest, episode 10, it's going to be awesome. So coming up this Friday. So can't wait for that. But anyways, we still got episode nine we got to do. So jump in. We'll go. We'll jump right into the, the big fish on the fryer. Not really, though. Uh, Jake Paul versus Tyrone Woodley. The fight that happened. You know, it's funny. It's like, you know, they say it's at 630. But that's like all the pre prelim stuff. And then the actual fight's like at like 1045. So it's like four hours after they say it's going to be. So I just I thought that I think that's always funny. Um, Jake Paul won split decision. Uh, I haven't watched the only highlight I've watched, which has been like, it was like the main highlight from the fight was Tyron getting a, a good punch on him and he kind of knocked him, knocked him back. So I, besides that, I haven't actually seen the fight. A lot of people were mixed on it. Uh, there's a lot of the comments that say it was rigged. There's a lot of the comments that say it was a bad fight and they both suck. Um, a lot of people said, uh, Tyron blew it. He should have been more aggressive. Uh, a lot of people thought he should have won. A lot of people were defending Jake, saying that he should have won. There's no like set, seems like set answer on what people thought about the fight. But I mean, my boxing knowledge uh, of the actual sport is not not high, and I haven't even watched any film. But uh, what, what were your uh, thoughts on it? We were technically right. We, we predicted that he would win, and he did. Uh, so yeah, what do you what do you think about the fight? Um. So I same with you. I kind of with bits and pieces um didn't really watch it because i was busy and it, i don't know i was like eh, do you really want to watch it um but i mean i think you have both sides saying oh they won or they won but the thing is it, it was a split decision so it means it was really close right um i do think people wanted jake paul to lose because tom ridley had done ufc and basically was really good up until about 2018 2019 when he lost to Usman, who now is like really good. Um, and yeah, I do think Woodley could have been a little bit more aggressive. I did see some of the clips and he definitely could have like tried to like get Jake a little bit more. But I think we all need to realize that Jake Paul actually is pretty decent at boxing. Mm-hmm. And just accept the fact that he actually is pretty good and he can do this. And I think he will, I mean, the judges did it. I mean, and they're not just like 
judging through random people. It's not like also Jake Paul paid him off, you know, like it was a real fight. And so he won barely, but won. And so I think we should respect that decision. Yeah. And I, I saw the, you know, what it seemed to get more attention than the actual fight, kind of like normal uh, after the fight and the, and the post uh, post boxing match uh, in the, the cage or the, the ring. Um, he, uh, so Jake Paul was, they were talking, you know, and Tyron Woodley was like, well, we need a rematch. And Jake Paul was like, all right, if you get the I love Jake Paul tattoo, we'll rematch. And he said, bet. And they shook on it. And when I was talking to Charlie about it earlier, we were like, do, do we really think he's going to actually get that tattoo? Like, there's no way. But you never, I mean, I don't know. You think he'll get the tattoo? I'm just curious. Um, you know what? I think he will. And then I think he'll box him again. Yeah. If he beats him, I think they have a little deal probably that says, okay, if I beat you, then you get a tattoo that says, I love Tyron Woodley. That's what I think. I'm surprised that, like, he would agree that, though, to rematch. That seemed like he was basically just, he played right in Jake's hands because he was like, all right, I want this from you. And he was, to, to rematch me, you have to do this for me instead of just being like, no, we're rematching as men, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you have to do this for me. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to, yeah, bet, why not? <laughs> but I'm surprised he would do that, you know. Of course, they made that, like, a month ago at one of the press conferences, they made kind of that bet. I don't know how official that was. But I was a little surprised that he would just, like, agree to that just to rematch him. He really does want to play, like, fight him again. But I, I feel like he could have just fought him without having to make a bet like that. Because, I mean, yeah, Tara Woodley's got some tattoos. But, like, an, I love Jake Paul. Unless he gets it really small or whatever. But that's just, like, a very uh, wow. interesting tattoo, I'll say. Well, I mean, you can, like, remove it, too, afterwards. But that is also, true. Like, also, I think, too, with, like, the Jake Paul stuff, um, it's coming out that like him and my Conor McGregor are kind of exchanging oh, yeah. things. And so Conor McGregor might fight him. And I would actually pay to watch that because I think McGregor would, I think he would knock Jake Paul out just because like Conor McGregor did pretty well with like Floyd Mayweather, you know? Right. And you think that Floyd Mayweather is probably like the best of our generation. And knowing that he went like, what was it, eight or nine rounds with him, I think he beats Jake yeah, Paul. Like, I... Probably he, not four. He he actually Jake Paul said he thinks Tyron Woodley is a tougher opponent than Conor McGregor because Tyron Woodley is big and he punches hard. That's what he said when he talked about the the salving tweet that Conor McGregor mm-hmm. said and in the press conference he responded. He was like, I personally think Tyron Woodley is a tougher fight than him because he punches harder and he's bigger. Conor McGregor's on the way down. He's one and three in his last four fights. I'm four and zero. Oh, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, – I Conor McGregor is uh, – although he did uh, – I know he had the injury uh, in his last fight, but then the one before he actually did get knocked out, like round two, I remember, mm-hmm. and that was pretty uh, – a lot of people were saying that was really embarrassing for him. So I think he has gone through a slump, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't say I'm not one of those guys who wants to see Jake Paul get knocked out because it would be kind of funny to see, but kind of, you know, but, uh, yeah, I – I don't know. I would, I would, I would pay to watch that. I'd rather watch KSI versus Jake Paul. Though. I think that'd be even better because that's like a YouTube thing, you know? So like in case I already fought Logan Paul and won. So I know Jake Paul's one to like kind of take the, the crown back, you know, cause it's like Logan's his family. So I think, I think that'd be a really good fight too. Bless you. Um, Thank you. I need the yeah, blessings. I, uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Jake Paul's definitely got a mouth though. He'll, uh, he'll talk his talk. 
I also saw him talk about the LeBron James tweet because LeBron tweeted about uh, the fight as well. He was like, Cleveland's popping. You know, I wish I was back. You know, I wish I was at the crib. And Jake Paul was like real emotional because LeBron is kind of, in a, I feel like in a sense, kind of the hero of Cleveland, like the real like sports figure that everyone looked up to because that's what Jake Paul was saying. He's like, I looked up to him growing up being from mm-hmm. around Cleveland. So I thought that was a cool moment. Although I remember like, I don't know if it was last year, but Jake Paul's like, I want to fight LeBron James. And I feel like yeah. if LeBron trained for boxing, he would knock him out easy at 6'8". And like, if he well, bulked up like that. Well, and I mean, LeBron was supposed to play. He was like, a, like what, Gatorade National Player of the Year in, in like Ohio for football and basketball. So yeah. I mean, he's just a straight athlete. <laughs> I mean, that's, I feel like, and a lot of people said this, and remember the, it's also the, he almost tried out for the Cowboys in the 2011 lockout. Walk, he mm-hmm. probably would have been a pretty good, like, tight end. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. he probably would have been a good, really good tight end in the NFL if he was, you know, injury-free. Because, like, he's just that athletic and he's got that much mm-hmm. gift, you know. But, yeah. So, uh, as you guys, this was the pressing news. Jake Paul did beat Tyrone Woodley. And, yeah. yeah anything else you want to say? Are you ready to move on to the next topic? Not really. I think yeah, you can move on to college know. football. It was just I, I got nothing else to say. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's, so let's talk about some college football. Did you watch any this weekend? Or I, I'll be honest, I didn't. I, I know you'll be a little, maybe a little disappointed. I, I followed a little bit of it uh, on ESPN like score track. I saw UCLA absolutely demolished Hawaii. I mean, it was like forty. It was, it was a ridiculous score. I was like, I'm sure Matt's not watching that game because <laughs> it was a blowout. Uh, the Illinois Nebraska one was better, although a lot of people thought Nebraska should uh, won that game, so it was a kind of a flop of a, a first first game. I think it's because uh, Travis Volklake didn't didn't play. I saw he didn't even travel with the team. I think they would have won if he was there. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, I wish he would have played. Yeah, uh, that was the main, the two, like, kind of main games uh, that were on. And I didn't watch any of it. But, yeah, I'm, what did you watch? Because I, I know you probably watched some of it. Yeah, I watched the Illinois and Nebraska one. And Nebraska almost looks like hot garbage. Like, really, they do. Like, so I have some friends who go to Nebraska and some friends who are from there, and they're kind of upset because Scott Frost is the coach. I was going to mention he, that. I saw that post. And he was, like, really good with, like, UCF, you know, and then turned Oregon around after Chip Kelly left. Um, and now he's, like, lost to Illinois twice the first time since 1923 in the 24th oh, season. Oh, gosh. That Nebraska's lost to them twice, like, in a row, you know. And they just – Nebraska just is not good. Like, I think they're overhyped. They're just not good. And it's – I think Scott Frost going to get fired this year. Yeah, he's on the hot seat, um, I saw. Yeah, so that game wasn't – it was eh. – um, I was going to say close a, at the about very end, that. But... I was going to say about well, they got in a big hole and they couldn't come back. I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, they also thought the quarterback uh, for Nebraska should be benched. At least, like I saw a comment. I was like, I'm a Nebraska student, and we need to bench, you know, Martinez, uh, mm-hmm. who is who's the quarterback, I believe. And so they weren't happy about him either. <laughs> Just overall, not happy. You can say definitely uh, overhyped. I would say they played. I saw it wasn't it literally a safety on the first play. It was a safety on like I think it was the third, third drive, second series. Okay, yeah, so series. third drive. So 
So series for Nebraska, Illinois punted it, and then it was going to be the third series for Nebraska, and the dude back there, I was like, what are you doing? Like, legit. Like, when I saw it, I was like, what are you doing? Oh, no, Nebraska. <laughs> and, like, I understand, like, as a player, like, if you're on punt duty and you're the punt turner, you want to, like, you know, take it back to the house or do whatever. But at some point, you've got to realize, I'm not the one. This ball will probably bounce out and we get a drive. Instead, they got safety. And granted, like, Illinois didn't get any points off of that, you know, off of the next drive, you know? Right. But that, like, sets you up for a, oh, we can, we believe in ourselves. We can do this, you know? Yeah, I would say. Yeah, uh, UCLA and Hawaii game. Yeah, I was, was going to bring that up. I don't uh, know. I don't know if UCLA looked good or Hawaii was bad. It's probably a little bit of both. I was going to say well, more of Hawaii's not as good. But. What did you think was going to be the score of that game? What was your prediction of the game before it happened? Like, what were your thoughts um, on it? I thought UCLA was going to win. I thought it was going to be like a 35 17, 31 type game, you know? So it's still a two touchdown game, but closer, not 44 to 10. I was going to say, besides the Nebraska and Illinois game, every other game was like a blowout. Fresno State mm-hmm. beat UConn 45-0, UCLA won. UTEP beat New Mexico State 30-3. San Jose State beat Southern Utah 45-14. So it was like a lot of blowouts, honestly. So not, that, not much then, like good football, I guess you could say. Well, and then the ESPN game, the, um, the college game day won, I believe it was 23-14 was the score. Is that right? I – which game was that, actually? It was NCCU, it was Alcorn State. Oh, I don't see that on here. I'm looking at that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was uh... – hang on. Um... Oh, okay. So, in FCS, not FBS. Yeah, 23 yeah. to 14. Yeah. So, and it was then, an FBS, uh... but it was still cool to have that as college game day. But that was the closest one <laughs> other than the Nebraska and Illinois one. Yeah, pretty much. It was, uh, I mean, the, the real good juicy stuff's coming up this weekend. I mean, there's this a reason week. why they call it week zero. It's because week zero. usually zero games on that are good. But <laughs> <laughs> The only one that really, I feel like, had the biggest hype was Nebraska, Illinois. And, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad, but, I mean, Nebraska, was, Nebraska was probably real triggering to watch. Mm-hmm. This week will be good, though, because you have, I believe, what is it? Is it BYU-Arizona. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to that one. Be Arizona, but doesn't Clemson play Florida State? Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll pull it up for you. Yeah, I'll pull up the top 25 at least. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, on uh, Thursday we have Coastal Carolina. I mean, that's probably going to be pull out. Ohio State, Minnesota, North Carolina, Virginia Tech, Oklahoma, Penn State, Wisconsin. That'll be a good one. That'll be a good yeah. one. Two ranked teams. Oregon, mm-hmm. Fresno State. I mean, I don't know how good Fresno State is, but they did win 45-0. So, I mean, that's that's. Tells you something. Alabama, Miami, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Indiana, Iowa, that's another good one. Louisiana and mm-hmm. Texas. Oh, that Ge- one's be Georgia good. and Clemson, that's the one you're talking about. That would be the real Yeah, that's Georgia, the, Clemson. That's, that's the, the real big good fish. One. That's the big fish. What, what time is that at? That is at 6 30. Is the game you're going to on Saturday as well? Yeah, it is. What time? It's at. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull it up for you real quick. Let me just, let me just look. It is at 9.30 p.m. Oh, so you so can watch some of that. You can watch – oh, 8.30. Yeah. 8.30 my time. So well, you can, can watch, you can, I have you can watch some of that Georgia, yeah. 
Georgia yeah, Clemson game before you go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Money. That's gonna be you're excited for that, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. And bro, we'll definitely discuss that on the podcast on Monday. Bro, BYU in Arizona though. Vegas kickoff classic. Ooh, that's gonna be fun. <laughs> Let's go, boys. Let's go. Ooh. Get the dub. Let's BYU. Go. Oh, sorry. Dub 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 city. Dub city. Dub city. <laughs> yeah, I have it's, it, I think I'll watch a little bit more. Although Thursday, I know all those games are on Thursday. Uh, well, I guess there's not too many good ones. It's more Ohio State exciting. in Minnesota yeah. is the good one. There's a um, the draft. Our draft lottery for fantasy is on Thursday, and our and our draft yes. is on Sunday. Actually, uh, I don't know. I think you'll be able to make it to that. I don't know when you're traveling though. But I won't can, be able to make it to the Sunday one. Yeah. Do you know what time? It's at seven, just so you know, our time. So six your time. Yes. I'll, 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 I'll make it, I'm pretty sure. If oh, not, boy. I'll have it on my phone. Fantasy or, football. Move gonna, it back. Fantasy football is going to be great. I uh, can't wait. Anyways, we will, enough of that. We'll talk, we'll definitely get our, our uh, slice of NFL coming up. And yeah, uh, I definitely football. think. For college football, though, we can definitely do the big games on Friday and see who we pick to win those, you know, like Clemson, Georgia, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I'm excited. It was good to see football back, and it was good to see fans in the stadium. Recently, I've been going to BYU women's volleyball games, and we have about 4,800 to 5,000 people in the stands, and it's loud, and it's awesome, and it just makes you feel good. Did you say uh, volleyball? Yeah, women's that's volleyball. 4,800 fans. That's more fans than Missouri State football has ever had. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> it's rocking in there. It's fun. It's awesome. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> All right. So, we'll now we'll move on to – you want to go uh, NFL or do you want to talk about the MLB? What do you want to do next? Let's do our NFL because I think that is the most talking point since, you know, as I think everyone knows, I have school. And so, I'm doing right. between classes, actually. I think um, uh, I actually want to do NFL. Or I want to bring up. MLB? Let's do NFL. I actually want to. Okay. The first topic I want to bring up is something that just happened over the weekend. What do you think about the Gardner Minshew trade to the Eagles, and what does that mean for the quarterback battle now? Because now, I mean, Gardner Minshew is a better, uh, you know, competition for Jalen Hurts. So I kind of want to get your thoughts on that, and you know, but I think. The Jaguars, I'm like, surprised they traded him. I know uh, a lot of fans are saying, like, Trevor Lawrence is overrated, blah, blah, blah. They're going to regret this. But Minshew mm-hmm. Magic, you know, it's just got, like, that good feel. It's kind of – I mean, I haven't seen – I mean, he's a good quarter – like, a decent quarterback. But he's not, like, amazing. But, you know, he's like the meme where he's, like, he's a god. But, yeah, I just want to hear your mm-hmm. thoughts about the trade. Uh, and tell me what you think of what it means for, like, you know, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles starting quarterback. Oh, who's that? Yeah, so – I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, just friends. Um, so I think that – I think it's good for both. Um, you know, I don't have the Trevor Lawrence ministry thing, so Trevor can just focus on starting. Uh, with Gardner, he can um, – I don't think he's going to replace Jalen, but he gives him that extra competition that, like, hey, if you do what you're supposed to be doing, you will start. But if not – we have a quarterback that's capable and competent to start. And, I mean, I think Minshew, I wish he was a free agent because I don't think the Eagles or the Jaguars are really that good of organizations. And, I mean, when he went in his rookie year, I mean, he put up some really good numbers. And last year he was just hurt, which is unfortunate, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, I mean, 
he Nick Foles got hurt. Minshew went in, won that starting job, had him shipped off to Chicago. Then Minshew beat out everyone else on the roster for the quarterback situation. And then he ended up just getting hurt. You know, so to me, I think for the Jaguars, they at least get a pick and stuff. For Philadelphia, it makes a little less sense because they already have a lot of quarterbacks. But overall, I think it's kind of just, if I could give a grade to each, it'd probably be a C. It's not like that, oh, this is great, but it's not like that, oh, this is bad. It's kind of a, in the middle, like, eh, you know? Okay. Yeah, I see. Uh, I personally... I think it's it's interesting. I mean, it's, like you said, I, I don't really like him on the Eagles per se. You know, it's not – I don't feel great about him being on the Eagles. But I think that it makes sense for the Eagles because Jalen Hurts is – you know, he hasn't proven yet. He's got a lot of potential, but he still needs to show – and like he can run the team and, you know, or if he gets hurt, even they've got a backup who can, you know, who's a starting potential starting caliber quarterback who can, you know, win in games. And so I'm, I was surprised that they traded him though. I will be honest. I was kind of surprised because I feel like the Jaguars are in a similar spot too with like, he'd be a really good backup with Trevor, everything happened to Trevor Lawrence. So I was a little surprised they traded him. But I, uh, yeah, I still think Jalen Hurts is the starter. And I think he'll be the starter all year unless he gets hurt. Cause I, I believe in Jalen Hurts. I think he's going to be a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you think about that. I think he'll be good. No, I, I think I, he will too. I, th- I see potential in him uh, mm-hmm. to be a good quarterback, similar to maybe not as good as Russell Wilson, but he could be similar up there. And so I just think it's, it's just going to help him, you know, improve his, you know, competitiveness and his, you know, hard work. And so. Minshew magic to the Eagles, though. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. But another quarterback battle that we need to talk about is uh, my favorite team, Patriots, with Cam and the, Mac Jones. This is the – so that one – is the Jameis Winston Chase Pill one also not set yet? It's set. Jameis is – Okay. That, and then uh, is Jimmy G and Trey Lance also set? Yeah, it's Jimmy G. Okay, so is, is Cam Newton and Mac Jones like the only one left? Yes. It's I, the yeah. only one. Yeah, because I know Teddy Bridgewater is Andy Dalton. Yeah. yeah, Teddy Bridgewater starting, Andy Dalton starting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just yeah. the Patriots. I was wrong on like all my picks when I did that with Sam. Anyways, um, I heard Sam was actually right on like all of his. Pretty much. Uh, he Which just was kind of funny. Yeah, I know. He was, he was wrong on Drew Locke as well. He thought Drew Locke would start. But, uh, I also thought I also thought Drew Lock yeah, start. So I did, if I did not. Well, because I I think he has the higher upside, right? You know, but I understand why they chose Teddy. But that's besides the point. We're talking about the Patriots with Mac and Cam. What do you think is going to happen? Um, you know. We really, I was really set on Cam Newton being the starter. Uh, when you and I talked about this a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. I really thought he would be the starter, but Mac Jones has had a really good preseason. And mm-hmm. Cam Newton has actually had a, a good game, two games as well. And he showed 
you know, he played well, but like Mac Jones like really played played well this preseason. I think a lot better than people were thinking. And maybe mm-hmm. even what you were thinking as a Patriots fan. You know, Mac Jones is is with you know Bill Belichick, he fits the mold of what the quarter, what quarterback Bill Belichick wants more than Cam Newton. You know, because he's got the better arm, you know, make the you know stuff like that. I mean Cam Newton has an arm, but like you know he's a little better, you know, like he can move and stuff like that. And I mean, Bill Belichick, you know, can obviously coach him, but I think he, you know, with obviously he saw the success with Tom Brady, he thrives better when he has a quarterback that, you know, Mac Jones is that he fits kind of a uh, prototype of the quarterback Bill Belichick once. Now the, the Patriots are still also a team that's, you know, very like cautious, especially with like a rookie quarterback. So like, that's where I'm like torn because Cam Newton already played a year. He's a veteran. But, like, Mac Jones fits the style better, but do they think he's ready? I personally think that Cam Newton is still going to start. Now that could change. But I, I think they're going to lean more towards uh, him being a veteran and the veteran presence more than, you know, Mac Jones' is potential. I think they still want him to develop for maybe, maybe if it's, you know, but if Cam Newton, of course, plays bad, they'll put him in. But I, I, I do think that Cam Newton, is going to start because of that. He still had a year into the system. And I just think they, they're going to, you know, be kind of cautious with Matt Jones and they want the veteran presence to start. So that is my opinion. I would like to hear your opinion though. Yeah. Um, I do want to say uh, Matt Jones did impress me more than what I thought he was going to. Like, I thought he was good. Like at Alabama, he was great, you know, but he did have like, Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle and some of these other guys, you know? And I was like, I don't know, but there's a throw last night he made to this guy named uh, Zubar, I believe. Ivan Zubar or something like that. Out of Patriots. Right. Or a touchdown. But he literally slung it into like a window between two guys. Mm-hmm. And I don't care who you are or who's your who's it catching that. That's like a really good throw. You know? And I was like, oh, man, this guy can throw. So that's the thing. With Cam, we know that he can run and he can get under pressure. But with Mac, you have someone who's accurate and can sling the ball. And so I personally still think Cam Newton starts, but I think he has a lot shorter of a leash than probably what he had at the start of preseason. Like maybe with Cam, let's say he gets maybe five or six weeks before they start to pull him. Now, because of the preseason, I think he maybe gets two or three weeks if he's bad. Yeah, I can see him changing quick. And that's what I think. But the thing is, too, is last year Cam didn't have any weapons, and this year he does. I think that's why they're going to let him start, because now we have, you know, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Jonah Smith, Hunter Henry. We have good running backs. And um, who else did I leave off? Oh, and Jacoby Myers. I mean, so – you that got, group is already better than it was last year. You guys did trade Sonny Michelle, though. So you did, did trade one of those running backs. But we saw Damon Harris and right. Ryder Stevens and James, James White. James White. Yeah. Old reliable. Yeah. I, I actually do want to ask you, though, about the Sonny Michelle trade. You like it? Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about him as well when we had this conversation. We were like, you know, this is his fifth year. This is a make or break year. Mm-hmm. You know, we weren't that impressed with him, but he had shown flashes. What do you think about the trade? Like, do you think it's – a good trade? A good... Were, you, were you kind of a, a little, like, upset they traded him? I was a little surprised they traded him because I think our O-line is way better than it was. It, it's way better this year than it was last year. 
Right. Um, but I'm happy for him because in LA, he's going to be like the number one RB. And I think he'll get to prove to others that he's good. So I just hope he's the best of luck. Yeah, I wish him the best of luck. Um, I wish he was still on the Patriots, but I'm glad that he gets to have his own shot at doing things. And I mean, from what I saw from the preseason, Ramondre Stevens is pretty good. <laughs> and Damon Harris is good too. And so I think with that, I think the Belichick saw it like, okay, I have two power backs right here with Harris and Stevenson. And then James White is like my utility guy. We don't really need Michelle. So let's get rid of him for like a six-round pick or fifth-round pick. And I like the trade. I think it was good for both teams. Yeah. Yeah, I I can agree with you on that. I was surprised as well. I feel like these, these trades didn't get much, you know, popularity per se, but they're, you know, kind of impactful trades. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I – although when I think about football, I'm, I'm kind of hurting right now because my guy you, – you already know what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. It sucks, man. This is the second – you know, this is, you know, why so many shows with the Rams as well, but this is the second promising second year running back. That's that season ending injury. My man, JK Dobbins is out for the season. It freaking sucks. Uh, that's going to really, I mean, they still have Gus Edwards, but like, you know, he was really promising. So and that, that they have a guy, And they have a guy from BYU, Tyson Williams as well. Oh, BYU. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm just, I do I'm, know, I, I know you like can't, can't make this as well. From the yeah, Cam Akers was and, looked really good, and he yeah. he's out all, as well too. So that really sucks. But there's still a lot of good uh, second year running backs and rookie running backs. So I mean, I know Jake Dobbins is one of your fantasy picks you're gonna do. So I'm sorry about that. Well, I don't know if I was gonna pick him, but I remember I picked him last year, and he ended up being you you you. I remember when I drafted him, you're like, I love that pick, and mm-hmm. it took it, it. It's what I figured. It took a while, but when he kind of you know took over the starting back later in the season. He had finished the season with six straight touchdowns. He was, like, getting me some good fancy points in my playoff push. So, it ended mm-hmm. up paying off for me. And I don't know if I would have drafted him this year because he was pretty high up. But, yeah, it just sucks that he's out for the Ravens and their offense because, yeah, you know them, they like to run, and he was going to be a part of that. Him and Gus Edwards mm-hmm. would have been a really good tandem. I agree. Uh, anyways, I mean, it's just part of it, though. Anyways – now we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the MLB. The only thing I know about the MLB is the, the Yankees. I don't know if they still are, but they were on a really big winning streak. And that's about all I know in terms of the MLB. I, I'm going to yeah. follow it more when, when the playoff – by the way, your, your camera's off. Just heads up. Um, I'm um, going to follow yeah. – I'm looking, I'm looking up some uh, some standings and you are. things like that. Yeah, yeah I, we know. I, yeah, but I'll follow the, the MLB more when the playoffs start for sure. But in terms of like predictions, uh, I'm not too sure. I, you know, Sam, mm-hmm. Sam did a really good job kind of covering the MLB when we talked. So shout out to him. I kind of let him talk and I just, just kind of sitting there supporting him. But, you know, you're a little, you're a, a decent baseball fan. You're definitely more of a fan than I am, I would say. What are your kind of, you know, thoughts on the, the season? And then, you know, kind of just give me some of your thoughts on about the postseason and stuff. But, uh, yeah, once that camera gets back on. Yeah, hold on. Let me just – I'm just looking yeah, at my things to make sure. Oh, I really don't like this. I don't know why my camera is doing this, but that's okay. 
think the Yankees. They are on. I, I guess I can look at it right now. Um, oh, they lost two in a row, but they were on what a thirteen-game okay. winning streak. 14. I think so. Anyways, yeah. so my thoughts. Um, I'm with Sam. The Giants have surprised me. Um, right. The Diamondbacks are freaking trash. Which <laughs> is okay. Hey man, um, that you want that neon hey, hat I got you. You know the I'm neon. Right uh, here. Oh, you're wearing it right now. Yo. Yeah, of course. Yeah, bro. That hat was, has been clutch for you. Anyways, continue Dude, on. Dude, this is actually one of my favorite hats. I really like it. Um, but, um, you know, there's been some things going on with the Mets lately um, because they've been kind of bad. And so, yeah, the I saw that. who got traded, Javier Baez or whatever, do the thumbs down whenever he gets a hit to the fans saying, because you booed us when we were bad, now we're doing good. I'm going to boo you, which I don't really understand that. I don't think we need to get into that, but that's just something I think internally, I think as a Mets organization, you have to figure that out, you know? Yeah. When it comes to the playoff race, I'm surprised that the Reds are above the Padres, but the Padres have been doing so bad lately. Like, they lose in games, like, I think it was two weeks ago. I think they got swept by the Diamondbacks, and I'm like, okay, like, I'm happy my team's winning, but at the same time, I'm like, we're garbage. This should not happen. You know, yeah, I'm worried about the Padres. Uh, just the only thing I ask for, please don't let the Cardinals sneak into the wild card because yeah. I swear, I swear, if they sneak I don't think in, they they're, will. They're gonna go on one of those 2011 runs where they knock off the Dodgers and then they'll knock off <laughs> the you know, probably the Giants and then they'll win the World Series or something like that. I just hope that doesn't happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, too. I, I don't hope, I hope the Cardinals don't make it. The, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you don't like them at all either. No. The, <laughs> the the Rays also have, you know, because they were the in the World Series last year. Mm-hmm. They they lost to the Dodgers, who finally got over the hump with that stat mm-hmm. team they had. I'm surprised, and Sam mentioned this too. We're, we were both surprised they've been able to have the same success that you know they're, they're able to carry carry over from last year. Yeah, well, their payroll is like I so, think it's like either 28th or 27th in the whole league, and they're like the number two team behind the Giants, and it's like. The Rays have, for the past decade, I've looked at it the past decade, the Rays have been very good. Right. But for the amount of money they have, I think they're the best organization. So just think if they had, like, money at the Dodgers. Oh, I don't know. Would they be better? Would they be worse? That's a good question, you know? Yeah. But I think, I like to think that they'd be better because they've been getting these players for cheap and making them better, you know? Right. Yeah, I... Yeah, I remember when it was like that wild style at their payroll compared to the Dodgers last year in the World Series. I was like, holy crap, this is crazy. You know, mm-hmm. it just shows you, though, you can build up a team the right way and, you know, you you know, do well with your scouting and trades and just, you know, you find the gyms. And they've done a really good job of that, building just a really good team, really good nucleus. So it shows you that you don't need money. I mean, it's nice, but you don't need money to be at the top, you know, or be one of the best teams. I, I do want to ask you though, because this race has been close and it's still close, mm-hmm. but it's the NL West and it's the Dodgers or the Giants. Who do you think ends up winning that division at the end of the season? Because right now it's two games apart, I believe. So, yeah, two point five games apart. So that's pretty close. Mm-hmm. There's still a little bit of baseball to go. Isn't there like twenty or twenty five games left? Something like that. Yeah. So it's it's anyone's, and, it, and even the. Uh, Okay, yeah, I guess the Padres are struggling, but, uh, you know, 
What do you think? And they're about what? Aren't they? Aren't the Padres four games back of the Reds for wild card? Actually, they're one point five, so not not that far. Actually, mm. Cardinals are only three and a half. That's what scares me. <laughs> I think the Dodgers are going to win their division. You think so? Really, though, I think I think they can make two and a half games against the Giants, but then I think there will be a Giants Padres wild card. Giants win, and you have a Dodgers Giants. Giants and Dodgers will be a playoff. great series. That would be such a good series. Such a good series. Uh, yeah, I I watched that. Any of the NOS series would be good, like Giants versus Dodgers or Giants versus Padres or Padres versus Dodgers or, you know, I think any of those series would be great. Yeah, they would be. They really would be. I think Dodgers win the division by a game, and then I think that the Padres win on the last day of the season to get in in the wild card. Okay, okay. I see, I see. Yeah, I can see the Reds just taking off too, and but the Cardinals no. It's either it's either Reds or Padres. There's Cardinals is no chance. The Cardinals no chance. Why so? No just chance. To elaborate on that, so especially if Sam's uh, gonna listen to this. Well, they just haven't. I mean, recently yes, they have been playing decent, but I look at a whole body of work and they're hot right now, but they can easily go on like a five, six, seven game losing streak. I mean, we've seen the Padres do it. We saw. The Cardinals do it on this season. And I just don't like the offense that the Cardinals have. I don't think there's that much power on the run scored. And they're very pitcher heavy. And their relievers are not the best. I don't trust the bullpen. And so because of that, I don't think they can make it. You don't think so? Yeah. Mm-mm. We When I was talking to Sam at the MLB, we also talked about the stacked division that is the AL East with the Rays who are in the lead. Mm-hmm. But then there's the Yankees and the Red Sox. And even the Blue Jays aren't Blue too Jays. bad. Yeah, they're not that bad. That's a that's a stacked division. I think the and, AL East or NOS were the two best. Oh yeah, for sure. And you know it, it shows because the Yankees and the Red Sox are in the two wild card spots, who are the two AL East teams. That but would be an intense wild card. Two point five games behind are the Oakland A's, so they could still sneak in. Mariners are there too. Obviously, the we also talk about the Blue Jays. Who do you think gets the two wild card spots in the AL? Probably those two. You think, the, you think the Yankees and Red Sox? Yeah. <sighs> that would be an epic one game, though, for wild card. The, yeah. The Yankees were struggling, but this win streak has really vaulted them. So, yeah. I mean, they're ahead of the Red Sox right now. Yeah. The thing is, the A's could sneak in. That's the only team I'm worried about is the A's because they're so good. Who do they take out then? Red Sox or the Yankees? <sighs> I would say Red Sox. Big Red Sox? Uh, I don't want to say that. I mean, I don't know. Just say it. You already said it. <laughs> yeah, Red Sox. But no, I think we're going to get a Red Sox Yankees. And I wish. I'm going to be excited. I hope that MLB does this in the future. I hope for the wild card, they do best two out of three instead of just a one game. That's what I hope they do. Oh, that'd be great. Because I think uh, us fans a little bit more baseball, but also it's not like a. Oh, this pitcher had a rough time. It's two out of three, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and so just think about it. You play 182 games just to play one game. Mm-hmm. Like that just seems super dumb. Because then the next series is a seven-game series. It's like, why don't you make the teams play two out of three? You know. <laughs> yeah, I maybe you can remember. I it's I'm it's a shame because I'm the one who talked to him. Do you remember Sam's World Series prediction? 
by chance? Um, I want to say he said the Giants. I want to say he said Giants and Rays. Did he? I think so. Giants and Rays? I know. Yeah. I think it's Giants, but I'm not sure about the AL. Well, he has the Giants and the Rays, and I think he has the Giants winning, I believe. I believe. I think that's who, true. Who is your in your World Series and then who wins? I'm going to go Rays and Brewers. Brewers. I like Okay. I'll go Rays. Okay. The Brewers. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, no, no one really talks about them, but they're, they've got a good season as well. It's Very the Brew Crew, baby. Let's go. Brew Crew. I mean, hey, that would be great for the city of Milwaukee. I mean, they already had mm-hmm. the, the Bucks win the championship. If the Brewers win it, oh, man, they go, they go nuts. I think the Rays win, though. I think they're really good. Yeah. I think my four teams, I think that could win it are Rays, Dodgers. Brewers, Giants. So and you think the if Rays I had one more, if I had one more in the AL at this point, I think Astros. So uh, it's one of those five. Not the cheaters. Well, I mean, you know, I have an Astros shirt. I'm an Astros fan. You know, bro, that. you got to throw that away. Well, what's up with you and liking teams that have cheated in the past and been caught cheating? Because <laughs> the Patriots obviously have had no, numerous uh, scandals, and then the Astros had their whole World Series scandal. It's not like you chose them; be- uh, you chose them before they cheat. They just happen to cheat after you've been liking them. So yeah, because remember that remember that Astros jersey I have? You know, it's a family yeah. thing. Like my dad got that rainbow Astros jersey, and so I yeah, grew, it's it's cool. He got me an Astros jersey, and then on a mission, he got me an Astros shirt. And everything moved to Texas. So, I mean, yeah, when you came back, our, our team in the AL. Yeah, and the team, our AL team is the Astros, but our overall team is the Diamondbacks, you know. <laughs> and I still root for the Astros, but yes. Do I think they cheated? Yes. Do I like it? No. I mean, granted, here's the thing, though. When I think about cheating, though, it means you outsmarted your opponent. Well, it's like a, a famous... Because I mean, they kind of, like, technically didn't. Like, it's like there's that rule there. Yeah. They kind of went just enough with the rule but kind of over it to cheat but there's it's like a they kind of game the system you know there's those two there's two famous quotes i have revolving around this if you ain't cheating you ain't trying then number two this is from a video ryan higa one of my favorite youtubers of all time and he talks about this if you cheat and get away with it he's referring to the classroom then you deserve an a because you outsmarted the teacher exactly (laughs) i mean they technically did, but they did get caught, although they didn't really get punished. A lot of people thought they should have had it stripped. I don't really know. I mean, that's what, like, Sam is probably agreed with, and he's more of a baseball fan than me, because I guess they did, you know, cheat. But that's that's a whole other conversation. I don't think it should be stripped, um, because, I mean, some, I mean, think about it. With all your fans, how the freak are you going to hear the... That is true. I mean, they did see that in microphones, but, like, no one's been able to prove that, and I don't think you can, like... Because they're not having the microphone all the way up to the ear either. And you have all those fans, like the home games, maybe. But when you look at that series, I believe no one won a home game until the last game, I think, right? If I'm correct. No, no, they won't. Uh, I don't know. I know the Astros won. This was, yeah, right when you had left. And it was a great World Series. Holy crap. Anyways, oh, the yeah. Astros won uh, at least one Four, at home. Three. They won that, they won that uh, crazy game like crazy game five game right they yeah. won game five at home i don't know besides that though the dodgers i guess yeah. won game six then at home 
I think I I or were the Astros? I don't know. I my knowledge based on what's well. Anyways, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I understand that point. There is one more thing I want to bring up though, uh, as we're about to wrap this up, and while it's cheating mm-hmm. as well. Was the was Deflate Gate the Patriots' fault? Or Ooh, was it it's freaking weather, bro? I knew you were gonna say that. You've been saying that since <laughs> high school. Bro, but it's true. <laughs> if Charlie Brown was on here, that'd be hilarious. Because <laughs> I'm sure he would love to debate you about this. I yeah, you said this literally since high school. And I remember when at lunch specifically when someone was arguing with you about it, you said no, it's because it was freezing there, so the ball's deflated. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> You would never want to play, like, when we play football, we always are like, hey, let's air up the football. We never say, let's take the air out. Like, I don't know, kick, <laughs> you don't want to kick a deflated football. Uh, so, it's just. I'm going to title this, I'm going to title this podcast, is Deflate, was Deflate Gate real? I'm just, no, <laughs> we only talked about for one freaking minute. clickbaiter. Clickbait. Yeah, I, yeah. I kind of disagree. I mean, I, I honestly, I wasn't a big football fan when that happened. I just think it's weird that. I didn't know both teams had their own footballs. I actually did not know that, like, you know, their own set of footballs. So I thought that was interesting, but. Well, and the thing is when the, when the Colts guy caught it, it took him a whole quarter to say, Hey, isn't this ball deflated? And in that point, so like I play soccer, right. Um, and so here in our ref soccer here in Utah, um, actually um, in the winter time, whenever the boys play in the, in the spring, um, we have to have it the ball between 12 to 15 psi um that's like really like hard um usually you want between 9 to 12 um and the reason why we pump it up to 12 to 15 is because on average in a 40 minute half the psi will go down by three in the cold so are we deflating it are they deflating it no so it's fine. Everyone can argue with me, but here's the thing. The Patriots are Super Bowl, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, <laughs> uh, Deflategate. Good old Deflategate. That's just funny to, to say, honestly. The, I guess, uh, yeah, I don't know. That was a gift. You know, this, the Patriots and the Super Bowls, there was a couple they should have won. There's a couple they definitely should have lost. That one, mm-hmm. they definitely, that was a, a gift from the heavens mm-hmm. to throw the ball at the one-yard line. That's still, yep. I mean, to this day, Seahawks should have run the ball. Uh, yeah. I mean, I still – I would let them run the ball and us have the perfect Super Bowl. <laughs> so, I mean, if I could trade, I would. I... Hey, all I know is uh, I can't wait for Tom hey, Brady to cook, have... the, cook the Patriots week four. <laughs> he's going to absolutely cook Oof. them. You know he's coming out for them. He's going to cook them. He's going for 404. <laughs> I'm calling it. I'll call it right well, here. We can talk. We we can talk about that when it happens. Yeah, we can okay. talk about that. We'll see. We'll see. Matty B's got to get to class because he's still in school. He's a learning boy. So we're gonna wrap up the podcast here. Episode mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, it's the ten. Nine. Episode nine. It feels like forever ago since we started. So nine episodes doesn't seem mm-hmm. right. Seems like we've done like twenty. But hey. Yeah, it does. But it's, it's been fun. It's been very fun. So, yeah, mm-hmm. thank you guys for checking out episode nine of the podcast. We're listening to us just ramble on about our opinions about sports. We really appreciate it, even if you disagree with us. But, hey, that's what it's all about. Check out yes. this video version on YouTube. Check out the audio versions on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. All the links are linked together. And I do have to say, remember, this Friday, we have our special guest, Elopeman. 
talking about basketball at Colorado College and how she's doing that, how she got there, and just some other questions we're going to have for her. So we will tag her on Friday with the, you know, with her interviewing things. Um, but we hope you guys like our guests. We're going to try to get a couple more soon. Um, oh, yeah. That's the goal. For episode 10, it's kind of a big episode. We decided to get a guest, and hopefully you guys like it and enjoy it. Shout out to Maddie B. He got our first guest on the, the podcast scheduled to come on. So No yeah, problem. I, think... I got you, guys. Your loyal think... listeners, I got you. Yes. I saw we went up a, a rating in Apple. We're up to three ratings of five, not two. So thank, thank you guys, guys. For, for checking it out, and we'll see you later.